actually restoring precision where these three are concerned. And our verse is 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Faith, hope, and love, among other things, I, I know that you know, any single one of those is a vast subject in and of itself, but when we look at faith, hope, and love as three things that God intended to be kept together, to work together, I see them as three pillars for the foundation um, uh, three pillars of, of the foundation for the life that God created us to live. Sadly, most people in our world are living a life of fear, regret, and selfishness instead of one of faith, hope, and love. So a brief review, we're currently focused on the dynamic and interactive system of faith, hope, and love, and the need for precision where these are concerned. The word abide is a key word. It means remain, but it means so much more. Abide speaks to the relation in which one thing stands to another. So when he says now abide faith, hope, and love, he's talking about and drawing our attention to the relationship that each of these has with the others. So these three abiding means they go together, they stand together, they work together, and they produce results together. We've used the example, as silly as it may be, of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And we've said you can't have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich unless you have bread, peanut butter, and jelly. And if those three abide and work together, it produces the result of that favorite sandwich. In the same way, you can't walk in your new birth realities unless faith, hope, and love abide and work together in your life. And so bread, peanut butter, and something that looks like jelly will not produce a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So now watch this. Warm feelings, positive thoughts, and well wishes will not produce the supernatural works of God in your life. And that's, I'm trying to help you and those watching online with us, you know, get a better understanding of, of where I think the Holy Spirit is, is leading us and, and how he's trying to direct our thoughts. Um, you know, we, we talk about, you know, having a feeling for somebody and calling that love or positive thought and calling that faith and wishing somebody good luck and calling that hope. Um, my friend, th th these, are, these are way, way more than, um, than this. So the world has many meanings and implications for faith, hope, and love. Don't be fooled by a counterfeit. Not everything that's called faith actually is. And that's true in the world, and it's also true in the church. A lot of people are calling things faith that's not faith. The same is true with hope and love. So vague, random, carnal, and inaccurate understandings of faith, hope, and love are separating many people from the effectiveness of these powerful forces. Now, 
Faith, hope, and love require action on our part. And this is, um, I think, you know, we understand that love is pretty empty and hollow if it's only words. And then we know what the Bible says about faith without works being dead. But I think, and I'll speak for myself on this, I've had the tendency to look at hope as more of a mental outlook, uh, an attitude of expectancy, as opposed to something that um, involves action on my part. But faith, hope, love, these three, they abide, they stand together, they go together, they work together, they produce results together. But each one of these involves some type of action or effort on our part. And last week we talked about how each of these originate with God himself, proceed forth from God to us. Brother Donald was referring to them as divine abilities, and I I agree with that conversation we had after church last Wednesday. All of these are divine abilities. Um, Remember, the love of God has been poured out in our hearts so that we can love others as Christ has loved us. We've all been given the measure of faith. And so Jesus says, have the faith of God, have faith in God. So these are things that very powerful forces. They're more than, than sentiments or well wishes or um, you know, stuff that goes in the greeting card. I'm not making a lot of greeting cards. There's a lot of beautiful ones out there. But faith, hope, and love are powerful forces that originate from God and are extended towards you and me, but we can refuse and reject these, or you could do so just because we don't, <laughs> we're not interested, uh, as is the case with a lot of people. Um, but also, we can um, refuse and reject these because of a lack of understanding. So think about it. If faith, hope, and love require action on our part, if we do not know what faith, hope, and love truly are, and if we don't understand how they work or how they work together, then how can we ever expect to act on them properly? How can we ever know what our part in all of this? I I was thinking about, if we go to maybe the more traditional understanding of of Uh, the King James Version, now remains faith, hope, and love. Well, because these things originate from God, as long as there's God, and there always will be, right? He's eternal. He's uncreated, always has been, always will be. So as long as there's God, which is always, there will always be faith, hope, and love because these things come forth from Him. So it's not an incorrect position to say, well, these things will always be. The scriptures are clearly saying more than that, but it wouldn't be wrong to look at it that way. But just because there's always faith, hope, and love, that doesn't mean we are always acting. Um, It's it's easier here um, to, to look at from love, but the same thing that's true about love is true about faith and hope, right? Um, we, we talk, and it's become popular in our world today, talking about our love walk, you know. We've got to walk in love, uh, meaning what? Keeping it real, 
loving people, forgiving people, showing mercy to people, being kind to people, being generous to people, you know, and it was actively uh, participating in expressing the love of God in small ways, medium ways, and big ways, okay? Um, well, that's a choice, you know, if we're, we, we can... We can act in love and, and walk in love, or, or we can, uh, you know, choose to do something different. And the same is true with faith, and the same is true with hope. But he, here's the amazing thing. If, if we can learn how these three work together and restore some precision to what these things mean, um, let me see if I can say it this way. Faith, hope, and love will always do their part if you do yours. Faith, hope, and love will always do their part, but you got to you got to learn. I got to learn how to do our part, my part, your part, right? So again, faith, hope, and love will always do their part if you do yours. There's you know, Jesus talked about the incredible power of of, of all of these things um, in our lives and and the impact they can have in and for and. And with us, you know, personally, but also uh, working through us to make a difference in the lives of um, other people. Now, the quality of your foundation will determine whether you stand strong or waver. Let's let's talk about this for a moment. This is, I think, going to help us with some of the things that we're going to be. Um, moving into tonight and, and more than likely continue next week. The quality of your foundation will determine whether you stand strong or waver. Now, I've gotten wiser, thank you Jesus, as I've gotten older, but I have uh, been known to um, stack things on top of each other in order to uh, reach things that um, I need to reach, and that's not always the safest thing to do. Um, I have a stepladder in my house now. Pam was using it um, last evening, uh, doing some decorating in the house. It's one of those little foldable things, you know, that you step up on. It's like it's not like a stepladder that goes like this. It folds out and it's got a little platform on it, you know. And um, I came home. Uh, from the church one afternoon, and it was on my front porch uh, because I had um, taken a tumble uh, standing in a chair that poked through. There was cardboard on the new floor Pam and I had put down, and I didn't realize that the heat registry was out of that. I talk about this in my book, if you've ever read my book, Become a Threat to Addiction. But anyway, I fell, tore up the chair, had to get stitches in my foot. and um, One of the big ones happened right over there can't remember exactly what all we were doing, but it involved those platform and a chair and a ladder, I think. <laughs> Putting Christmas wreaths up, yeah. And um, it's a miracle because I, I literally t- totally destroyed two or three mic stands when I fell, um, but I wasn't even sore the next day, so thank you, Jesus. All right. But what we're going to see is that when we talk about faith, hope, and love, and how these things work, we're talking about 
one thing providing a foundation for another, providing a foundation for another, providing a foundation for another. So when you start stacking things like that, if, if the foundation isn't secure, if it's not sturdy, then it's going to be very difficult for you to stand strong on that foundation, but instead it will lend itself towards wavering. Okay? So we've already made some of these connections. We, we finished up last week with making some of these connections, but ultimately we said that God is love and that he cannot lie and that God has spoken to us concerning his desires for us, his thoughts for us, his plans and purposes for us, his, uh, what he's already done for us. And we know that because he has spoken it. And then faith rests upon what God has said, or is based upon. And so notice how these, these things, we, we used the concept last uh, Wednesday night, faith is the evidence of things not seen. And we said, well, if that's the case, is there a chain of evidence? Can we, can we go all the way to what we believe we've already received and, and follow that chain back to God himself? And that, that's what we mean by according to, we looked at that word out of Colossians uh, two weeks ago. According to means what's it's based upon, what, what it rests upon. And so Hebrews 11 and 1 is very clear that faith is the substance of things hopeful. Substance means it's what supports and it's what sustains hope. So notice now when we start stacking these things, if, if we're not precise in what these things are, how they work, and what we're doing, what our part is in, in response uh, to these things, it's going to create a layering system that will lend itself towards wavering. Now, we see those terms used both in the Old Testament and the New Testament about standing firm in faith, solid in faith, or wavering. And of course, you know, wavers when you kind of go back and forth. All right? So, Jesus taught us this truth more clearly, more accurately. Um, or more concisely, I don't know the right word to use. Um, in Luke chapter 6, verse 47, 48, and 49, and I'll put it up on the screen. So let's go back to it. The quality of your foundation will determine whether you stand strong or waver. I think a lot of times, because we, we know enough about faith to know that the, the, the man or woman who doubts is like the wave of the sea driven and tossed, let not that man or woman suppose they'll receive anything from the Lord. It's talking about this, this wavering. We see Abraham following his footsteps of faith. He wavered not. He staggered not. Okay. And so I think most of, if not all of us, at least understand the, the need for standing firm and not being moved and not doubting and not questioning. Okay. But it can sometimes be easier said than done, all right? So what I'm, what I'm proposing or offering or presenting tonight is that if the foundation is right, then it'll be easy to stand. But if there's something not quite right in, in one or more of those layers of things, 
that chain of evidence, that, that one thing based upon another thing based upon another thing based upon another thing, if, if somewhere in there we're confused or we don't have that really established, then it's, it's going to lend itself to uh, unsteadiness um, or, or wavering. Right? So this is how Jesus said it in Luke chapter 6, verse 47. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Now, when we look at this parable, and it's a comparable that's making a comparison. And this isn't like the three little pigs where, you know, one guy built a brick house, one guy built a, uh, what was it, straw house, and somebody help me spend a minute, straw, brick, mud. What was the... Yeah, what? Straw, twig, and brick. Okay. I should know that. I've got two grandsons. Okay. But they're reading college level geometry right now, so they're not. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So, <laughs> so it, it wasn't that kind of story where, you know, I think if, if one guy had built, you know, a house by a uh, Florida hurricane building code, and one guy, you know, just kind of winged it in, in his construction part, Jesus would have pointed that out. But clearly what he's trying to present to us is that everything was identical, okay, uh, with one exception. One of these individuals, um, by hearing what Jesus said and doing it, the difference is in the doing, the difference is in the doing, the difference is in the doing, by hearing it and doing it, Jesus said that made him to be like a man who dug deep and built the house on a solid foundation. So what we can, I think, are, are safe to assume is that just on the outside looking at both of these houses, they both were quality built homes. But when the storm came, it exposed the um, lack of foundation under one house, and it ultimately collapsed. And so I like this version as opposed to Matthew's. Matthew has this same parable, but what we see in um, that Luke included was the digging deep part. Now, it's implied in Matthew's version, you know, because, you know, you got to get to the, the, the solid earth or bedrock. Um, and so that means you got to, you know, scrape some stuff, get some stuff, in most cases anyway, um, uh, out of there. <clears throat> Here, though, is the thought that I, I won't to direct you towards this evening. Remember uh, two weeks ago I asked you if you've ever had to unlearn some things about God in the Bible. 
and man, I, I have, um, you know, I, I could, there's no need to do it, but I could talk a lot of stuff that I've had to unlearn. And so I want you to think of the unlearning as the digging part. Um, where does topsoil come from? It, it comes from debris that accumulates and eventually becomes uh, uh, loam. Uh, that's a term they use. I know I've, I've watched a lot of this old house episodes over the years. And up in, you know, Massachusetts, they talk about loam. You know, we call it topsoil down here. But that loam, rich dirt, I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll grow, you know, beautiful plants and flowers. But it's, it's not fit to build on. And so, as it relates to the things that we have to dig through to get to a firm foundation, I think for you and me, it's all the stuff that has piled up in our hearts and accumulated in our thinking over the years from, you know, uh, wrong doctrine, wrong teaching, uh, you know, religious tradition, some of those things that we looked at a few weeks back in Colossians 2 that are cheating people from really experiencing and enjoying the things that belong to them as, as God's sons and daughters. So in other words, you, you, as it, let's go now, though, directly to, because I think the foundation that God wants us to, obviously, you say, well, it's the Word, Pastor Mark, the Word's our foundation. Yes, it is, but, you know, there's a lot of people got a copy of the Bible, but they're not living the life God created them to live. It's faith, hope, and love as it relates to the, the Word of God. Um, and so to get to that solid place, we got to dig through uh, the things that we've heard and opinions that, that we've believed and thoughts that we've maybe came up with on our own that that just fell there like leaves and stayed until they became uh, topsoil that we are trying to build our lives on now and can't figure out why we, we're not getting any, any traction or making any progress. So as it, as it directly relates to faith, hope, and love, we've got to dig out all these wrong ideas and wrong thinking um, that we have about these things so that we can restore the precision that's necessary for us to, um, to benefit uh, uh, from them personally as well as being able to minister to other people. So I want to give you <clears throat> a list of things, and this one is... Uh, more exhaustive than the one we tried to just jump into last Wednesday as we ran out of time. And I don't know that each of these will be a sermon in and of itself, but we're, we're going to just try to present the bigger picture to you tonight, and then we'll go back and um, next week and start breaking some of these down. Um, so this idea of, uh, of based upon, and let's, let's do this, all right? So I could put the, I, I tried to make a slide that, um, I don't know if you can, if you can even see this one. What is, how's that showing up there? That's looking pretty good. All right. Um, what I was trying to uh, illustrate by this slide is, is using colors to distinguish between these different layers. Okay. Now, if we're going to go all the way to the bottom layer, here's the, here's the bottom layer. Okay. Um, that, that first beam 
is God is love, he is holy, and it's impossible for him to lie. Right? And so based upon that, God's character, nature, and ability are based upon who he is. Okay? So then from there, it, it, it's going to perhaps make more sense to you if we go the other direction. But let's, let's work our way up and then we'll come back down. So then we see the next level or layer is God's character, nature, and ability, God's thoughts, desires, and actions, God's word, faith, joyful and confident expectation, also known as hope, endurance, and then experiencing and enjoying the received promise. Right? So um, that was not how I intended to present this to you the first time, but let's, um, let's go back. And, um, and do it this way, okay? When we talk about um, experiencing and enjoying the received promise, if we look carefully at the Scriptures, this is based upon endurance, okay? Now, I know at first that may seem like... We need some explaining here. What, what do you mean by, what are you saying here, Pastor? Well, these and even some of the specific words are taken directly from uh, Bible verses. But remember now, we're talking about the inward realities of the new birth becoming an outward expression of life. It's one thing to be made righteous. It's another thing to experience, enjoy, and express righteousness. It's one thing to have the glory of God in an earthen vessel. It's another thing altogether to be experiencing, enjoying, and expressing um, all of these things that we have already been given, that we've already received. And we see then that if we're ever going to, now I'm, I got a lot of Bible verses on this, okay, but just stay with me. I, I'm, I don't think we have time to develop all this. I'm just trying to give you the overview tonight. But would you at least agree with this, okay, that if we're going to walk in the good things that God has for us, it's going to require some endurance on our part, also known as patience. Endurance, patience. Some of you don't seem too convinced. Let's keep going here, all right? So experiencing and enjoying the received promise is based upon endurance. Now, there are other words that fit here that may make it more understandable for you if we substitute based upon with supported by or sustained by. So what we know from Scripture, for, for example, is um, Hebrews 10 tells us, do not cast away your confidence, okay? Because what does he say? What do you need? He says, you need endurance because your endurance has a great recompense of reward, right? So he says, so that after you have done the will of God, that you may receive the promise. And here, receive the promise is talking about you actually bearing it in your hands. Remember, you'll never understand these things until you learn to think in three dimensions. So receiving healing is multidimensional, okay? You, you were healed the day you were born again, right? But when he's talking about um, faith and patience inheriting the promises, 
Faith and endurance inheriting the promises. He's talking about you actually possessing it in your outward reality. He's talking about you, uh, uh, I keep going back to the experience it, enjoy it, express it. Okay. So endurance is a key factor. We'll explain that in greater detail in the days ahead. But endurance is based upon joyful and confident expectation, also known as hope, okay? So let me go back. So experiencing, they're not changing on the wall behind me, so uh, there we go. I'm trying to do these one at a time. So I want you, I want you to see this now, and, and maybe this will be a good breakthrough for you. Experiencing and enjoying the received promise is based upon endurance. The Bible is very clear about it. Faith and endurance. Don't cast away your confidence. Um, but then, if, if, that, if that alone is, is all that we need, well then, let's just go start building up some endurance. No, no, no. See, in, endurance then is based upon something. Experiencing and enjoying the received promise is based upon endurance. Endurance is based upon joyful and confident expectation, hope. See, if, if we don't have the joyful and confident expectation, also known as genuine Bible hope, it's going to make it very difficult for us to in, endure to the point of experiencing and enjoying uh, the received promise. Do you see what I'm saying? So we could say it another way. Joyful and confident expectation support and sustain the endurance that, that's necessary. Paul said, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, right? Knowing that the trial of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfecting work, that you may be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. Hebrews 10, 14, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Hebrews 10, 14 already says you've been perfected forever. Is that a contradiction? No. You were perfected forever in your born-again spirit the, the moment you called upon Jesus and received salvation. What he's talking about in James uh, chapter 1 is experiencing, right, in your outward expression of life, the inward reality of what, you, of what you've already received, what you've already been given. And that's going to require faith, yes. It's going to require uh, confident expectation, yes. And it's going to require, on our part, endurance, so, remember we talked about um, those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. And a lot of people have this idea, it's like just sitting around twiddling our thumbs or working a crossword puzzle or vegging out on your phone, uh, that that's waiting. No, 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 that's, it's, it's expectancy, it's expectation that brings us back to hope. If I have a 2 o'clock uh, dentist appointment, have my teeth cleaned, um, if I get there at 115, I have very low expectation of them taking me back at 120. But the longer I wait and the closer it gets to 2 o'clock, my expectation level of the next person called to the back is going to be me. It goes up higher and higher and higher. At 205, I don't stomp out to my truck and say that didn't work. I'm, I'm at an even greater level of expectation. Why? Because I am fully convinced I've been to this dentist for years. I'm fully convinced 
that, that I have an appointment, that everything is in place, and that they're going to call me, and if they're running a little bit behind, that's okay. I know, I know that they'll work me in. You see, what, you see what I'm talking about? So it's the expectation that is enabling me to endure. Now, obviously, there's diminishing returns there at some point. It's like, uh, I guess, can we make this next week? I've got to go home and eat supper. But anyway. So endurance is based upon joyful and confident expectation. Also know about hope, all right? So joyful and confident expectation is based upon faith. You see the layers here. Do you see how this works? So faith, then, is the substance of things hoped for. That, that literally means it's what supports and sustains the hope that supports and sustains the endurance, right so let's keep working it down one more time endurance is based upon joyful and confident expectation also known as hope joyful and confident expectation is based upon supported by sustained by faith faith is based upon god's word right god's word is based upon god's thoughts desires and actions God's thoughts, desires, and actions are based upon God's character, nature, and ability. God's character, nature, and ability are based upon who He is. And again, who is He? He's love, He's holy, and it's impossible for Him to lie. So based upon, supported and sustained by endurance which is supported and sustained by joyful, confident expectation, which is supported and sustained by faith, which is supported and sustained by God's Word, which is supported and sustained by God's thoughts, desires, and actions, which is supported and sustained by God's character, nature, and ability, which is supported and sustained by who God is, which is what God is, love. He is holy, and it's impossible for Him to lie. All right, stand with me tonight. Is this... Is this I know we've covered a lot tonight in a brief period of time. It's, I know some of that, especially that first one. And, and man, I, I don't want to exaggerate it, but, you know, hours just before the Lord, because I, I, he started showing me some of these things um, really about eight days ago. And I started making notes on these things. Um, Amen. We're, he, he's, he'll keep showing us. Praise God. Let's go back to where we started. Do you see how if, if we don't understand what faith really is, it makes the whole foundation, it makes the whole stacked, layered process unsteady. Obviously, <laughs> If, it's, if it starts with who God is, that's steady, right? But if we're trying to stand on something that God didn't say, if, if, if we think faith is one thing when it's another, well, now, see, we done got several layers up into this thing, and now it's starting to waver. Starting to, the foundation is what's making us waver. You get, that, you get all them layers right. That's why we need precision, though, see? Lack of precision in this throws it out of balance, 
which causes it very difficult to stand firm, very easy to waver. All right. Amen. Father, thank you for these precious, faithful, beautiful men and women. Lord, thank you for their faithfulness to you. Thank you for their faithfulness to your house, to your people. Thank you, Father, for their faithfulness to your word. And Lord, for their desire to learn and to grow and to move into those greater things and greater works, Lord, that you have uh, called us to, appointed us to, Lord. I thank you, Father, for your hand of protection and provision and promotion and prosperity upon us. And I believe you, Father, for good things in Jesus' name. Amen. I shared with the um, class, it's, uh, I'll tell the story on, um, on Sunday morning, but the Lord led me to a prophecy that um, He gave me 20 years ago tomorrow, October the 20th, 2002. And it's about finances. It's about um, and, and how the Lord led me to it. Again, I'll tell the story. I know you're ready to go tonight. But I'm going to be, um, I, I felt led to, to present that again on Sunday morning. Um, one, I believe it's still just as much a word of God for us today as it was 20 years ago. But also, I think some of you who were here when that prophecy came forth, I just sit there and looked at it because, you know, I'm like, man, Lord, how how this has been so fulfilled time and time again in my individual life and mine and Pam and our family and our finances. So anyway, I'm excited about that on Sunday. Thank you for being here. Shake somebody's hand, hug somebody's neck, love somebody in Jesus.